Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Idle Chatter. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, coming to you from the uh, the basement in Cat Swamp Road, right? That's where we are. And then, uh, as I said last week, my uh, cats knocked the window out of the uh, frame. It's a, uh, a window that tilts in, so there's a, a bracket... Uh, that it's that the window slides in and i guess they must have pushed it up on one side i didn't think i gave you a good explanation but thank god they did not get hurt and uh i'm happy to report that my printer is working well too so maybe i could get these cats a job testing uh torture testing things for uh for uh dell computers right and also uh yeah we have a cat tree um it it's called a cat tree and uh the the girl the lady i call it girl but my wife said you should call them girls it's i always thought that that was an endearing term it was nice to call a woman a girl i mean uh, you know that implying that she's still young right but anyway that does my wife's nails last christmas this past christmas she got us this uh it was probably quite expensive uh cat tree and it's made out of carpeting and uh as well as it goes up different le- different levels and that and when it when it's all put together my well i put it together last christmas but for the cats but uh because she brought it over for a little bit after christmas and uh i'd say it's probably six feet tall if it's anything <clears throat> with all different levels and a place for them to lay and stuff for them to play with well i don't know what the heck happened <laughs> the other night uh but um they wrecked this thing oh my god they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> these cats are rough. I mean, they, I, so I got to try, try to put it all together. They, they busted everything on it. I'm looking at it right here. It's tilting like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Uh, probably more of it tilt than that. And uh, <laughs> they, they must have been playing pretty hard on it and um, just uh, busted it. But what are you going to do? They are cats and they are young and they're having, they're having a, a good time, right? Because that's what it's about. Just like kids, right? Uh, and, and they're all boy cats, even though, other than Allie, even though they have girls' names, because we thought that they were girls when they were kittens. But they're like a, a bunch of bo- young boys, my little boys, together playing, right? Getting into trouble doing stuff. I remember I, uh, I got into my own, never, never got into trouble, trouble. I mean, doing anything bad. Uh, well, I mean, we never did anything evil or bad or what have you. But uh, I remember I uh, I had uh, I, I had my fair share of stitches. I remember there was a a kid, Danny Finnegan, and uh, we got into a fight. We were friends. I don't know how the hell we got into a fight, but we got into a fight. And then uh, I guess he decided to pick up a rock and throw it at me, and he hit me in the head with it over the eyebrow, and uh, I had to go to the hospital and get some stitches. And then I had to. Uh, I did something on my bicycle with my leg. I cut the back of my leg open, and then what else I do? I did. I did. I, I probably by the time I was out of elementary school. That's once I got into once I got into junior high school. Probably I would even say I even late elementary. The first few years of elementary school, I probably was uh, had to go go to the hospital. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because in sixty, uh, I was just going ready to go into junior high school. And I uh, broke my leg badly in uh, two places, the tibia and the fibula. And they were breaks, and they weren't fractures. They were separated. And uh, years ago, they used to call when you had just a crack in the bone, a fracture. And then if it was actually separated, they called it a break. 
And I guess now, when my wife broke her arm, they changed it. I guess they call everything a fracture. Who knows? It's a different world today. <clears throat> but uh, so the the cats are being uh, are being boys, right? Boy cats. And they got <clears throat> excuse me. They got to do what they got to do. They got to enjoy themselves. That's what life is about. They're not hurting anybody, but they have to enjoy. As long as they stay safe, that is <clears throat> that is all that I am concerned with. But uh, hopefully things are God willing going well for you in your life and in your operation. As the uh, sadly, I, I guess well, I shouldn't say the summer is winding down officially, officially, officially right there. But based upon the uh, the four seasons, we have another month, more than a month of summer yet. But I guess when the kids start to go back to school and and things like that happen, that people consider the summer over, but it's really not over till September 20th, right? September 20th, 21st, so we have more than a month of that. But God willing, by the time you hear this, I said this last week, that I would be in my sweet corn harvest, but I am. But I should be in it now when this show drops on Wednesday. Uh, so I should be in it. I was in the field the other day, and I've been neglectful, that just like not looking under the hood, I mean, they say that the, the most important thing a farmer to see in his field is his shadow. And the past um, six weeks or so, I was not in the field uh, looking for my shadow. So it was uh, just a number. I, I had those, you know, I hurt my back and uh, I went away to Illinois and then I uh, had the eye surgery. I mean, with the eye surgery, it was nothing, but yeah, I didn't want to go in there and hurt my eye, even though I had the glasses, whatever. I mean, I guess I'm making a bunch of excuses, but they just seem to, uh, like anything in life, like an oil change interval, you go, oh my God, it's been so long since I changed your oil, I thought it was 4,000 miles, you know, so uh, I wasn't in there, and then what had happened was that, you know, it's like if you're in school and they send you your grades in the mail, well, when I was in college, you, they would post your grades on the wall, in the hallway but you had a student id number which i think was your social security number but anyway so you didn't know what anybody else got but uh you know like you don't want to oh you see oh you have that letter from the irs coming and uh you see the envelope and you don't want to open it up right i had that once it was a nightmare i think i even told you about that i did nothing absolutely nothing wrong it was a key punch error on the irs's fault back 20 years ago and it went on for almost two years. I'll never forget the woman's name. Singwood Schroeder was the, uh, whatever, and I don't think they call them inspectors or whatever they call I forgot what the heck they call them. She was, a, God bless her. I mean, I wish her no bad, but she was an absolute nightmare. It took me two years to get it straightened out with my, my CPA uh, was handling it. Frank and, uh, you know, he did a great job, but the, she, she was just just an absolute nightmare. So, you know, it's like anything. So I didn't, so let me get back to the field instead of Singwood Schroeder. But uh, but anyway, let me just get back to Singwood Schroeder for a second. When all was said and done, it cost me a couple of grand for the accountant, which I had no issue with because he spent a lot of time with her. And uh, he had to actually call, there was some, there was some, well, there was at the time, some IRS resolution board or something. And he called them, which was uh, over her. This uh, they don't call him a justice. 
I forgot what they call them. But anyway, uh, and uh, the guy said, this is crazy. What's going on over here? So this guy gets everything in a 1099 form from, from publishers. My writing career was very vibrant at the time. And he says, everything is on a 1099 form. What, are, what, you know, what is she questioning here? So anyway, I hear meowing. Somebody's meowing outside. We have to ignore them. Uh, but uh, they hear me talking. So I think it's time to come and see what's going on. So... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Of course, me. Uh, but anyway, they found out at the end that the IRS owed me $65. I said to them, keep it. Keep it. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, um, what was I saying? I, I got myself off on, oh, I didn't want to go in the field to look because I don't know. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't put up my electric fence, my temporary electric fence because of everything I said. And uh, a minute ago, and I said, oh, God, I don't know. I, mean, that, I, don't, I don't know what that crop looked like. It looks good from the road, but that doesn't mean anything. So, th- so I said a prayer. And I said, I'm, I'm saying this sincerely as a Christian. I'm not saying it just rotely. People, oh, I said a prayer and I pulled, whatever. And uh, so I said a prayer and I went into the field. Specific, specifically, the first plantings, the second plantings are not due yet. Uh, I mean, the second field is not due yet. And I and uh, I asked the Lord to forgive my uh, forgive my lack of good stewardship, and and uh, you know that that those first plantings had no rain. They, they had everything go wrong. And uh, thank God they 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 look beautiful. They're not ready. They were not ready yet as of the other day. So that's why I feel by the time that uh, that you listen to this podcast, if you happen to listen to it the day it drops, then. I should, God willing, be harvesting. And the important thing to you, well, I shouldn't say the important thing, not that it really makes much of a difference to you, and rightfully so, is that um, moving forward, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure I have an idle chatter every week as I go through harvest, I and I will have eight bushels and cents because they were sponsored by Walkabout Mother Bins, and I pre-recorded those, all right? So that's the truth, right? No, no, uh, no, uh, uh, no uh, phony baloney here. And I may not have a, uh, and I will definitely do the radio show, but I may not have a um, Hot Rod Farmer Minute. And if you're listening to those Hot Rod Farmer Minutes, they all, they basically, I'm, I'm, you know, always full disclosure, what I'm doing is I am, all of those topics are on my website under the uh, learning tab, the learn tab. So on the website, and I'm reading those, and I'm not doing a wonderful job of reading them, uh, but I apologize, so I apologize for that, and uh, and I will, uh, so you know, let me know whether you like those or not. They go about five minutes long, and whether they have any any intrinsic value. So I, I guess I stopped talking, and the meowing stopped. So uh, I didn't know what I was going to find, by thank, but thank God everything looked beautiful, except where my pre-emerge was underneath water, and then I have a uh, a very healthy stand of, um, it looks like uh, fall panicum, which I'm going to have to deal with uh, sooner than later. Uh, I don't want it to go into seed but it's uh but other than that you know it looks everything looks very very promising and by this week we should be able to be doing some harvesting and um that's good the blessing of harvest right that is a blessing in your life all right so what else i may say have over here i'm going around all like a i'm like i'm a drunk or something babbling in all different directions um what i want to do is i want to give it i want to uh thank 
longtime listener, uh, Mr. Justin 4C, for the beautiful, beautiful images. And if you listen to the radio show, I did bring this up on there, but a, a condensed version. And uh, Justin is going to be uh, in short order, probably after, well, it won't be till after harvest season, on uh, a guest my podcast on the road is probably a better way for me to say it and i'm looking forward to it and but justin uh lives in southern new jersey and his family uh has a farm their farmers down in alabama so they have a farm and uh, and justin had told me that he was going down there and he sent me some gorgeous gorgeous sunset pictures over the family farm and a gorgeous rainbow over the farmhouse and it looks like it's a not it looks like it is it's a beautiful beautiful piece of property down in alabama and i know just looking at those pictures tugs in my heartstrings and uh but he didn't tell me when he was going down there that he was going to be dragging home a farm tractor so he uh and the, the tractor is gorgeous it's a little Ford 1100, and I don't, I said to him, and I got back to him in a text, I said, I don't remember the 1100, I remember the 1000 and the 1600, and that was when Ford came out with a uh, little compact diesel tractor, and uh, I don't know how many horsepower, they were probably 25 horsepower, 30 horsepower, it was, I guess, a latter-day version of the 9N, but with a smaller frame to it, and um and uh, they were starting to compete with the Japanese tractors that were coming out. And I honestly believe that that is a Japanese-assembled tractor. I may be wrong, Justin. And uh, well, at least has a Japanese diesel in it, I think. But I may be wrong. And the um, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, uh, I call mechanical four-wheel drive and tractor largan. Tractor jargon and uh, beautiful. I mean, the thing is dropped at gorgeous. And he told me that it would, they were made between 1979 and 1985, and he could not tell because they had a brass or um, plate on there, and he says he couldn't read the stampings on it anymore. So uh, it is beautiful. It's uh, you know Dagenham blue, which is the Ford blue with the white with the white rims, and it, uh, he says it only has 490 hours on it. And to me, it looks like it was always, always from day one in the shed. And um, but I, so I said, I don't remember the 11. I remember the 1000 and the 1600, and um, I would not be surprised. And uh, but if the 1100 is just a higher horsepower version of the 1000 maybe the 1600 was a more higher higher horsepower version but beautiful 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 little tractor and i mean dropped it gorgeous and he towed it back from uh alabama to southern new jersey and his uh he's got a little uh gmc beautiful gmc denali uh what do you call it um not, did I call it Canyon? Yeah, because I think the Colorado was the Chevy, the Canyon pickup truck, so a little mid-sized pickup truck. But that's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, the, the Denali version, and it's got the 2.8-liter V6 diesel in it. So uh, I think that's a V6. Maybe it's a four-cylinder. I don't really know. I th- for some reason, I thought it was a V6. It's got the, I think maybe it is a four-cylinder. I don't know anymore. That's, I'm embarrassed to say. I knew it the time. <laughs> when it came out but that is uh so i'll have to check that out and uh 
but that's a that's a very rare truck uh one of those denalis with the with the little diesel in it and that is a great 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 little engine so i want to thank you so much justin for sending me those beautiful pictures and sharing that experience with me and i can't wait to hear about your little ford tractor and you know the history behind it also i mean maybe he just bought it from somebody down there maybe it's not family maybe it's not wasn't a family tractor but whoever had it had history and that's really what it's all about with your you know with your machinery with your farm machinery with your vehicles you know if you don't make history with it what good is it right and if you don't carry that history along and um, that's why i don't like leases i know people say oh, well leases whatever it's smarter financially you know whatever and sometimes it's maybe smarter financially but um, yeah, I want to make memories. I want you know my equipment. Well, even if it's a screwdriver, I mean, it becomes part of me. Becomes part of my family. And um, I mean, my toolboxes. I have my toolboxes are old as anything. They look terrible, but they've been all around the car dealerships to my different shops. I mean, uh, when I worked in a car dealership, I remember I was so. It's a craftsman box. I mean, craft three three tiers of craftsman box box and you know and back then it was you know you have to have a snap on you gotta have this and that well i had a craftsman box and a lot of craftsman tools i mean so the thing is that the uh, i remember i was so proud when i brought that home because prior to that i kept <laughs> i kept most of my stuff in, a, in an old ammo box and uh, from the military and then a uh, like a milk crate or something so i remember when i got that i was a young man 17 18 years old and uh, went to sears with my uncle and uh bought that uh, who was like archie bunker and bought that craftsman toolbox and brought it home and uh fantastic i remember i waxed i used to wax it and then uh put different decals on it and uh, was so so proud of that so so proud of it and that be you know i wouldn't give that box up for the world right because uh that, that's been with me god <laughs> been with me when i was a young man with a 32 inch waist right and no gray hair so uh it's been with me through thick and thin even though it did not know it but it's been with me so i want to hear god willing about that ford tractor but i also want to give a congratulations and they just uh and i want to thank thank um both john and amanda arts up in british columbia like justin uh he was he is along that was i mean that implies he doesn't want to listen anymore uh, but uh, i wouldn't blame him but anyway um i'm gonna i was so honored that well first of all john sends me these beautiful pictures from his farm in british columbia and he is a uh, from what i understand a diversified operation and i think they i'm not i think i know they have two different operations uh, one is about 100 miles away and across that uh, he goes down that highway which i never never could pronounce i call it chillicote or something but it's not that uh that highway up in canada world famous beautiful highway through the mountains but uh, he's in as i said british columbia and he sends me these beautiful Oh God! They tug at my heartstrings. Beautiful pictures of, and of the scenery of there. And what he did is, uh, he obviously and he sent me some more beautiful sunsets because I, I sent him Justin's sunsets from Alabama and he sent me some of his from British Columbia. And you know it's not a contest, right? And then another good friend and listener, Jason from out in Long Island, he jumped in and he sent me beautiful pictures of sunsets 
out on Long Island across the, I guess that would maybe be Long Island Sound, across a body of water there, and uh, and well, whatever body of water, because it's an island, right? So out in the, I mean, that salt water, and the absolutely gorgeous, and, uh, and matter of fact, when I sent it to Justin, he said, look, I got painting. So, I mean, all of these pictures, you know, it's not a contest of whose area is more beautiful or because our Lord made them all, right? So it's not like this one is more beautiful. They're just different. The prairies, I mean, Long Island is going to be different than British Columbia, and British Columbia is going to be different than Al- and Alabama is going to be different. But God paints the beautiful pictures no matter what brush he uses. But, uh, but what John did is he sent me, uh, I was honored, he sent me a picture, and he and his wife Amanda, just the other day, which obviously is not the other day now that you listen to it, but when he sent it to me, is that they got baptized together in in Harrison Lake in British Columbia. And he sent me a beautiful picture of uh, him and his wife Amanda after they were baptized and out of the water. So that is, what a blessing that was. And uh, just wonderful, wonderful, and uh, and may the you know may the Lord bless them and keep them and um, and their family and their farm. And I know that um, that John is a fierce patriot and his beloved Canada, but wonderful, wonderful blessing. And honestly, to tell you the truth, this podcast and this radio show, and I say it humbly, has become much more than I ever ever thought it could ever be or 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 even imagined it could be to have these relationships so i just want charlotte and i are so happy for for john and his wife amanda to have been immersed in the waters there in beautiful british columbia and washed and metaphorically washed in those beautiful waters in the blood of christ so congratulations john and amanda that's wonderful it's wonderful and thank you for sharing that with me on a uh, on a different note, all right, because you know I have to get on twenty two minutes into this already, not good. But the cats are meowing. On a different note, uh, I said this before, so I'll repeat it. Now, first, <laughs> first of all, I'm not politically correct, and anybody who listens to this knows this. And I'm not I'm not judgmental, right? I may come across as sounding judgmental. I'm not judgmental, but I'm old school, I'm old-fashioned, and uh, and if, if somebody wants to call me judgmental, I mean, I don't think a man should wear a dress and paint their nails, all right? So, all right, whatever. So, all right, so that's, um, I'll leave things at that. But what I do is I'm only on one platform as far as social media concerned, which I don't even really do anything on it, LinkedIn, and then there is a... There is a local, I don't even want if you call it platform, whatever you call it, called Nextdoor. And it's supposed to be in your community. And I did join that about three years ago uh, to find out what was going on in the community. And then I also kept, then I kind of drifted away from it. And then when our cat Donald disappeared, I, I went on that and met some, interacted, I should say, because you never physically met, with some wonderful, wonderful people. Uh that you know had, had gotten reached out to me and uh, uh, basically keeping their eyes and ears open for Donald and uh, and thinking when they see him contact me so 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 that so I stayed on there because of that all right so for no other reason because of that otherwise I don't even post anything anymore because 
you post something and if you're a conservative or something it becomes a, a lightning rod but whatever we won't go there so anyway so with that established of of this platform called next door and the and i think that there's versions of the, the same thing all around in every community all right whatever so i guess you know it's good in a way because it, it gives you some of the local well it's it's local it's local news based upon whatever whoever's posting its interpretation of it so lots of times it's fake news but anyway so this woman posts this thing this post i guess this things she makes this post is probably a proper way to say it shows how how marked i am on social media and she says that and she says i want to thank the woman that helped my son the other day i don't know who she was i want to thank the woman who helped my son so she tells the story and like i said i'm going to repeat i'm not judgmental but uh all right i'm not judgmental you're probably laughing you say you're not judgmental but uh so anyway to make a long story short the woman who wanted to reach out to say thank you to this other stranger woman all right said her son was going down the road and i know the road that he was on all right it's a two-lane road it's it's closer to the city from here i mean it's it's not a 75 80 it's probably a, a traffic light or something every mile all right or whatever so the further east you go to busier it gets the further west you go the more desolate it gets for lack of better terms so anyway so i guess what had happened from what i to make this succinct as i can do that uh, this this lady's son was driving down the road and he got a blowout right now i'm repeating this is not an 80 mile an hour this is at most maybe a 45 or 50 mile an hour road he got a blowout and uh what happened was that he lost control of the car and he started to go well she says into the woods it's real you'd have to go a quarter of a mile into a half a mile into the into the, off the grass there to get into any any semblance of woods and it's really not woods it's a couple of trees well anyway whatever give it a benefit of the doubt right and i guess this other good samaritan motorist which was a woman also stopped and the the young man we'll call him that right who was driving because he's old enough to drive obviously and in New Jersey, that's 18. So uh, he's at least 18. So uh, was was basically having a ner- a panic attack, a nervous breakdown was something. And this good Samaritan woman comforted him. And, uh, and, and his mother wanted to thank this woman if she could somehow reach out for comforting her son through that terrible, terrible experience of blowing a tire and going off onto the grass okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna try not to laugh and uh like i and i certainly know and like i said i'm a compassionate person but if you're a male that's old enough to drive and you blow a tire all right and you end up somehow going off the road on the grass you didn't go off a cliff right and you're on the verge of having a nervous breakdown because of that and i mean so what do i see that's wrong with this first of all 
all right, you blow a tire, you're going off the road, and that shows me in most instances, not every, I mean, it's summertime, not like you say it was icy road, it's summertime that you really don't have good control of the vehicle, and you probably should not be driving legally, okay? You should not be on the road. The second thing is that you went off the road onto the grass, you grass shoulder, you didn't kill anybody, you didn't get into an accident, you didn't hit a tree, all right? All right, the, the third thing is that you are having you're having a nerve i don't even i forgot what the word she wasn't having a nervous breakdown all right um that uh that he was so upset and whatever and crying and everything <laughs> right. I, i'm gonna try i please forgive me for laughing and then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm also gonna defend them crying and what have you and then you had to have a woman come and i'm not i believe me i'm not sexist there's not one sexist sexist bone in me but i grew up where the man is the protector of the female the male is the protector of the female not the female the protector of the male but it's a different world all right so and the things that this woman who I don't know. I would assume that she was older, could have older than him. All right, maybe he was as old as his mother. I have no idea. All right, and uh, she had to hug him and comfort him and calm him down until the police came. And, and I, I don't know what the heck happened afterwards. Okay, so now let's back up and I'll give you the Ray version of that story. Number one, all right, and you could agree or disagree. Obviously, it's your own opinion. Is Look, I will say that I do not know. Uh, they, you know. I don't know people's lives. I don't know what happened to this young man prior to that. I don't know anything about him. And I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to be judgmental. But my fact, my thing is that if you were so emotionally fragile, and I respect that a thousand percent, a thousand percent, emo- if you're so emotionally fragile, then you should not be driving. I'm sorry until you until your emotions heal for whatever caused you to be so fragile not driving is a is a privilege and not a right because then you're going to go kill somebody else on the road because of your emotional fragility all right so if you're so emotionally fragile that you get a blowout and you have a nervous breakdown you have to go to a happy hatch all right then all right so that, so that's it so i am respectful to him he may have gone through a horrific thing in his life i have no idea all right so and i understand that then he should not be driving because that does not give him the right to kill somebody else because of his i'll say incompetence due to his emotional instability all right so that's that the second thing basically is is that you have a young guy uh, and to me any young male that is of military acceptance age that goes off the road all right went to a dirt grass shoulder and has a nervous breakdown what is this country coming to what is this world coming to is this the is this the the men we're creating is this what is if we get into a war what's this guy gonna do is sit in the corner and shake all day long i mean unbelievable you always say he's gonna he's gonna you know they're gonna god forbid there's a war and there's a draft we're gonna take this guy and say oh no psychologically he can't go or or maybe he can't i don't know but then again he shouldn't be driving all right the other thing according the world according to me which is probably all backwards today is that you had to have a woman and like i said no disrespect to women whatsoever but if you said it was a woman that crashed and went off the road and this guy came and he comforted her because she was all upset i can understand that but to have a woman comfort this guy i'm sorry 
You got a blowout and you went on the grass. I mean, you didn't kill somebody. I can understand, God forbid, if he killed somebody or killed an animal and he's all upset. I could certainly understand that, all right? And then the other thing, basically, is that, let's say, forget about all those things I said. In the America that I grew up, the father of the boy should be the one who's pursuing the person to say thank you because as the head of the household, the man has the responsibility to protect his family, whether his family is just his wife or children, wife and children, and he has the responsibility to go and say, Mrs. So-and-so, I want to put my hand forward to you and I want to shake your hand and I want to thank you so much for looking after my son and being a good Samaritan. The mother doesn't do it, and the father's probably more of a mamby-pamby than the son, and that's why the son turned out that way. So, who knows? There's always been mamby-pambies in the world, but I'm sorry. Whatever. So, all right, that's it. You, I'm sure Holly will hear from you. But like I said, I mean, I understand that. If he had something terrible happen to his life, I mean, I understand that you're emotionally fragile. But going off the road, I mean, what's guy going to do if he goes gets stuck in a snowbank or something and gets a flat tire? He'll be in a happy hatch for the rest of his life. So whatever. Then all I'm saying is you should not drive. That's it. Does it make you a bad person? Does it make you anything whatsoever? But you should not be endangering the rest of society with your fragility of your emotions that you can't control a vehicle. Sorry. That's it. Case closed. All right. So that is basically that a half, more than a half hour into the show so please let me know please send me send me your sunset pictures your sunrise pictures hot rod farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and uh, let me know whether you would want to be in a foxhole with that guy i got nothing against the kid all right nothing at all whatsoever he needs to come here in the farm i'll toughen him up that's all he'll be in tears he'll be in tears for three or four days and then he'll be a man and for and for people like that we need a draft you need to put him into the service he needs to go to a boot camp ridiculous you need to make a man out of him what what, i i gotta better change the subject before i go go nuts here but uh but anyway what are we going to talk about today i'm what what i'm going to i'm going to talk about an eclectic thing here and it's going to be more of my opinion right which is uh, maybe you don't want to hear it so you just click off but what they basically did or they even who they is who knows right uh a little bit more than a mile from our farm they they then again uh, they put in or they're in the midst i just finished it but they didn't wire it up yet they put in a tesla charging charging stations i think there's not i think there's 10 of them nine or 10 of them uh that they put in they're all still covered up with the with the uh with the with the bags with the bags the wrapping from tesla and 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 what have you they did a beautiful job there's a little a gas a little strip mall there if you want to even it's really not a strip mall in the sense that that you would it's separate build it's actually very very nice it's it has a it's um it's called well that area is called panther valley and it's it uh mimics a colonial look like colonial williamsburg so it's not a strip mall like you like you would think of but ultimately i guess you would qualify it as a strip mall and it's been it's been there for about 50 years there's a shell station it's always been a shell station it's been there and uh like i said it's very very nice it's quaint that there's a farm across the road so it's not like you're in a downtown newark or something 
on a long route 517 there they put they they put in last week this tesla charging stations and uh and they and they have to they have to actually put a i spoke to the guy's work i said where you get the power from from this she says no 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 the, the power company's gonna put a pole in for it so so it's quite an endeavor uh, more than you would tend to think but anyway uh so we're going to have the ability to charge electric cars a mile from the farm or a little mile and a half from the farm and i have not road tested any electric vehicles and uh ford has obviously the electric f-150 they call it the lightning all right and they have the mustang Mach-E, and then uh general motors supposedly for 2024 uh, well model year 2024 thing is out already has a uh electric silverado and i think there's an electric hummer and uh and then there's that company rivion excuse me which are actually quite nice looking there's a couple of them floating around up here they have like an suv type looks like a shorter suburban and they have a pickup truck which is probably useless but anyway not bad looking there's a very nice forest green one it's somebody around here i see every once in a while driving around so anyway there's a bunch of electric cars or electric vehicles i should say out there and then gm is coming back out with the uh, electric bolt now i am a thousand percent against electric cars but as a technical writer, as a person in the engineering community, as a radio show host, podcast host, all right, this is not my it's 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 not my job to to uh, espouse my my likes or dislikes. Way after I just told you about the kid who crashed off the road into the dirt, onto the grass. How I, I think of him, but in other words, you have to. I have to look at things objectively and uh that's that's what you're listening to me for whether you know, whether i if i road test a toyota tundra whether i like toyota or not is irrelevant if i road test a ford maverick all right or if i like if, you know if i like ford or like or whatever if it doesn't suit my needs that is not part of the story the story the 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 the, the analysis has to be how practical a vehicle is all the aspects of it the engineering behind it the build quality the ride or it's 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 usability right that's not i can't go and i've never tested a toyota tundra but my audience knows and i know i have a lot of toyota fans out there i really don't think what i should say is i don't think toyota is better or worse than anybody else i don't like their politics i don't like what they do to, to what they did to the american to the domestic industry in so many ways and i know stories about toyota that the average person does not know simply because i came from the automobile industry all right so we'll leave it at that but anyway but are they bad vehicles are they bad cars no they're not bad cars bad trucks i don't think there's a bad car or truck out there to be quite honest with you i mean the marketplace is so competitive that I don't really think that I think that what you have to basically do is say whether you buy a Kia or a Cadillac they're all pretty good all right yeah this one may have a little problem with this or may have a recall for that but ultimately you know like I say I mean they're all good so you have to make your decisions based upon other factors than saying well that you know I think a Kia is junk and a Cadillac is good I mean that that, that as you know as, as much as it pains me to say that that's not that's not real anymore you know are there some Kias that are not as good as those of course there's some Cadillacs that are not as good as others of course all right but it's but you can't paint them with the say you can't just say it, there's there's no junk out there all right 
but you have to look at it and say, well, what fits my needs? Right, but as a t- road tester, I have to look at it subjectively. So I have to say, well, hey, maybe I would never buy one of these, but I have to give you the real deal. So I have refrained. So I am putting my my opinions aside, and I have refrained from from road testing electric vehicles for the simple fact is that I had no place to charge them. And they did build a, char- a Tesla, one of these Tesla charging stations over by the truck stop about 20 miles away. But these things charge pretty slowly. And uh, I mean, all these vehicles, they charge slowly. I wasn't going to go down there and stand there for an hour or two hours to charge a vehicle and then use use a, a, you know, a quarter of the charge or something coming back to the farm. It just, it, like I say, the, you know, they call that uh, the range anxiety. And uh, I wasn't going to deal with range anxiety. And also, the other thing is that the uh, auto companies were the ones that I deal with. Because I haven't, I don't have a connection with Riviana, or I didn't even try to, because it was useless, right? So uh, the thing is that they, del- well, General Motors doesn't, but Ford does, and the others do. They deliver the vehicles right to the farm. So that means is that if they, and they're all closer to the sea, so they're 50, 60 miles away from the farm, 65 miles, and the thing has a, let's say, 180 mile range on it, you know, uh, then the, that's if the guy didn't beat the pants off of it on the way bringing it here, all right, then, you know, I got to give them enough charge to get back to where they came from. I can't, so, I mean, just, you know, I can't give him a thing and let the guy go five miles from the farm and the battery dies. And in the early days, what they were basically doing was they were flatbedding these vehicles. So if, and I, I said, hey, I don't want it. It's, it's useless. It's not going to work. It's not going to work for you or for me, meaning the the, the company, the, the car manufacturer and me to have a view flatbed F-150 Lightning here and then I ride around with it, kill a battery and you flatbed it back. I mean, that's not, that's not what it's all about. So, now with this charging station, supposedly from what I understand, because I'm really so, I'm not up on this electric car stuff, because I think it's a, I think it's ridiculous, and uh, that supposedly that the Fords can take that Tesla plug, or I don't know, I have to look into it. So, this is not up and running yet, but I have to look into it. So, my question to you, my audience, is that, do, do you find any intrinsic value in me road testing an F-150 or Lightning, all right, or, or any electric vehicle, and giving you a, an analysis of it, and uh, and I would want to get your feedback because I'm sitting on the fence with it. What I would like to do is be in, introduced to that technology, or that, that way of uh, propulsion, I should say. But, I mean, I know without driving one, I know that they're going to have a, a ton of torque because electric motorized it's torque instantaneously. So they're going to be real snappy. They're going to be real, you know, that, 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 just hit the microphone. That's going to be it. But, you know, if I took a F 150, can I put 4,000 pounds in the back of it and road test? And that's what I want to do. I want to, well, I want, let me, maybe not 4,000, 3,000. Because if I, because if you have a 275 gallon tote, which I would use for a test, all right, so what's 275? So it, it wouldn't even be 3,000, all right? Because that F-150 uh, Lightning is the short bed version, so I wouldn't want to have a tote laying off the laying off the tailgate. 
So you figure it's it, what eight pounds, eight point what three pounds a gallon. So it's say ten pounds. Even if it was ten pounds, it'd be two thousand seven hundred fifty pounds plus the tote. So it'd be just under three thousand pounds, twenty eight hundred pounds loaded, a loaded one tote. And if I had a big bed, I could put two totes in it, right? Or token fill the other one here. So, do you guys have any interest in that? I don't want to give you something you don't have interest in. So I'm just going to ask you to reach out to me and say, yeah, do electric vehicle road test once this charging station gets up and then uh, and uh, go from there. Because, because I personally think that this entire industry is going bonkers for these electric vehicles. And I think it's, a, it's an environmental disaster. I mean, I don't know if people around the around the audience of ours heard it, but back about a month ago, there was a cargo ship in Port Newark, which is about 65, 70 miles from the farm. Actually, one of our neighbor's sons works down in Port Newark, and he drives an internal combustion vehicle to the Fort. He doesn't do electric cars, though. But uh, And there was some cargo ship from Italy that had was carrying used cars and a bunch, supposedly a bunch of used electric vehicles. I, I shouldn't be laughing because no there's no reason for me to laugh so i mean that was just a stupid reaction on my part but the thing the cargo ship went on fire in the port and one or two newark firemen actually got killed and they couldn't put this thing out i mean this cargo ship was burning in the port so and uh and you know they didn't have a lack of water because they're pumping the water right out of the ocean there so uh so the thing is that uh, with the uh, they have uh, fireboats and they just uh, put the uh, put a put a hose in the, in the in the water and they uh, pump the water out so there's no lack of water or something for it. So, but I think these electric cars are an absolute nightmare. I think that they're they they're practically on the verge of being useless. I feel that they're more they're much more complicated uh, in their control logic, the battery. And another thing that people aren't talking about is that, you know, I I did a podcast probably a little bit, about a, not quite a year ago, 10 months ago, about electromotive fields and uh, how it affects animals and people and how it affected me when I went down to Georgia because they had 5G towers on the top of the hotel and how it made me feel so sick and i was in the, on the fifth floor of the hotel and right in, well, from what i could glean underneath them all right but you know what no one is talking about in my estimation if they are i haven't heard it so correct me you guys are my eyes and ears all right because i'm over here in cat swamp road is that what about the electromotive fields because you're sitting on that battery all right yeah the the the, uh, the electric motors are out by the wheels, for the most part. For the most part, I think some of them actually go through a transmission, but I'm not up on these things. Uh, and but you're sitting on this battery, so you're sitting in this car. All right. So now, for instance, I know in New York City, they got a in the fleet, uh, for whatever it's worth, they put in some uh, Mustang Machis, which is that electric car. So now let's say you have a cop in there. A New York, you know, you have a New York City cop, and he's sitting and he's on patrol, right? All right, he's a, you know, he's on patrol in that electric Mach E, and it makes no difference whether it's a Mach E, whether it's a Tesla, a Toyota, it makes no difference. All the same garbage as far as you got the battery, right? And you're sitting on this battery, so the guy's doing a six, seven, eight hour shift sitting in his, sitting on this battery. 
right? I don't know. So what I want to do is I want to take my, I have a meter to read electromotive fields. And I want to get an electric F-150. I want to get an electric car, whether it's a Mustang or a Chevy or whatever. It makes no difference. And I also want to check for electromotive fields inside that vehicle. Because that's something that no one no one is talking about uh, uh, other than these things catching fire and the problems. But the uh, So that basically is that I personally think now a number of companies are showcasing electric tractors. And I go back to the old premise that I've spoken about on this show years ago. I shouldn't say years ago. In the past, that... You know, we, if we want to use an electric, electrically powered vehicle, farm tractor, combine, I mean, Caterpillar has electric bulldozer. I personally think these are all politics. But anyway, the thing is that you need to look no further than an old electromotive locomotive, right? Because what they basically did, they called them diesel locomotives versus the steam. And there was some smaller locomotives that were diesel powered. But the line haul ones, the diesel engine was turning a generator. And the generator was making the electricity for the drive motors. or they called, I think they called them traction motors in a locomotive. I used to use Reach Love Trains magazine. But maybe I'm wrong in calling them traction motors. And the thing is that, and I think that is the hot setup. So if you want to have an electric vehicle, you have the full torque of electric vehicle, but you're not having a battery. You have, yes, you have zero range anxiety, all right? You just fill it up with, 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 with diesel fuel or with gasoline, whatever's running the generator, and, and you have a vehicle, which basically, in essence, the original Chevy Volt was that way, and uh, they do have some... Um, electric cars that they called a range extender i know bmw had the i3 or something they called they called it a range extender which meant that internal combustion engine but that still had a battery and was an electric car just had an engine the same thing was with the chevy vault it still had a battery in there so the and the and it could run off the battery and you could charge the battery independently but i think there's a i know that there is a lot of a lot of unanswered questions with these electric cars, with these electric farm tractors. And that is a company, I may have spoken about it before, called Monarch Tractor. And these are small little tractors, like, you, you know, the compact tractors. From, from what I've seen, Monarch has maybe a little bit bigger than a compact tractor. I mean, isn't that, you know, they're not pulling a chisel plow and a, you know, a 60-foot planter, all right? So, and uh, they're actually building these in the old lordstown gm assembly plant which i know you know is a point of contention with me uh mary barra closed that plant down and sent the blazer to mech the new blazer at the time to mexico which is not selling well which i am happy about and they closed the lordstown plant after 50 years in the lordstown plant it was a beautiful plant right off of i-80 they had the Ohio Turnpike. You could see it. They used to go by us to salute it. It was one of the first, probably the first. Uh, it was the first assembly plant I saw as a little boy. Uh, well, as a case, I was a young man, you know, uh, going out west with my parents. And uh, unbelievable, beautiful facility. Has a very, very, very uh, great history. Uh, and a lot of different vehicles were made there. And she closed this plant down. And um, 
I actually, when I was on, when I was on, what was it, Facebook years ago, well, I mean, four, three, four years ago, I did a short stint on Facebook, and I'd said something about Mary Barra on there. Well, boy, did I get reamed out. Oh, my God. So if Mary Barra wants to listen to my podcast and ream me out, I could care less. Whatever you are, you are. I wish you no bad, but that's a woman who grew up eating a GM paycheck. Her whole family were GM assembly line workers. General Motors paid for her to go to college and supposedly get an engineering degree. All these people, you know, see, uh, no disrespect, like I said, but she was in that era of affirmative action. And if you were a woman or you were a minority, whatever, you didn't have to pass anything. You got rubber stamped like an athlete through, you got the minimum grade. So she, she went to GMI, which is the school I wanted to go to. She got an engineering degree paid for by General Motors because her family, her father, her uncles and everything worked for GM. They gave her a first job in the assembly plant as some sort of manager. And then then uh, she had a whole GM career. Her family were GM workers. She decimated GM, all right? When uh, when G- when Obama bankrupted GM June first two thousand and nine, I'll never forget it. My beloved GM, all right. What they basically did was I'm going. This is some show, right? Farm machinery digest here, right? Forget about it. Is what they basically did. The uh, the lawyers, no disrespect, because I know I have some lawyers listening. There's good lawyers, there's bad lawyers. Well, these lawyers, what they basically did, and I'm giving you a layperson's version of it, I mean, is that they they took GM back in 2009, all right, when they bankrupted them, and they formed the older GM, which is a new corporation, and my brother-in-law is one of those lawyers, and my wife is ashamed of him. We'll leave it at that, all right? He's never come here to the farm because we're hillbillies, but anyways, it just was good. And they took all the assets and the debt, and I'm giving you a layperson's condensed version of it. And they put it in a new corporation called, or well, the old GM. And then they started a, a, another corporation called the new GM, right? This was under Obama, the new GM. And he had the Kazar, right? The new GM. And what they basically did is they walked away from all of their debt. They walked away from the stockholders. They walked away from the real estate. They walked away from the town. They walked the towns where they had factories. Now, Lordstown was not, Lordstown was put into the new GM, all right? So I can't blame her for that at that time. And, and, and they bankrupted everybody. I mean, they decimated so many communities and so many people's lives, and then they went and they took the government money, all right, the taxpayers' money. So new GM, which is the stock that's on the market now, the new GM was, oh, yeah, we got all this money. This, we got this uh, bailout, right? And they bailed. Uh, so it would be it would be basically akin and to saying that it is a, uh, let's say a person... Which is which is which sadly happens many times in life. That the part, the, and I'm going to blame a man. A man has a family with a woman. He gets married at a young age. He has a family. They get divorced. He splits. He runs. He cheats on her, and then he, he he marries somebody else. And this happened in my own family with one of my cousins. Right, married somebody else, has children with somebody else, and he basically abandons the two children he had and the wife he had. Well, forget about the wife. We'll do I'm not no like I say whatever. He the, the children are innocent. 
whatever he and his wife had, whatever, that's their own problem. But he abandons it, and then he gives his new wife the children he had with his new wife. My cousin did this, all right, and gives them every opportunity under the sun and his original issue of practically living under a bridge. Two good kids. It was a boy and a, it is a boy and a girl. I won't mention anybody's names because God knows who listens to this show. All right. And they struggled, struggled, struggled their entire life because their father, they had nothing. They had nothing. All right. The kid went into the Navy. Good kid. All right. Then he came out of the Navy. Just, just, just struggled their entire life. And the other, the other kid became a doctor. All right. So meaning from the second wife. All right, so that's what they did with GM. Oh, here's the old GM. We'll walk away from Flint. We'll walk away from this. We'll walk away from that. And here's the new GM. We'll give you money to keep going. So so all of these companies now are going after this electric stuff. They're building these, I got off on a tangent myself, these Monarch tractors. And I, I don't know anything. I just know a little bit about them. But I rode by, coming back from Illinois, I went that way, coming back from the PTI test farm and, I didn't want to even go by there, but like I said, I took 80 home, and uh, that place is just, a, I even mentioned it, it's a skeleton of what it was, and supposedly this Monarch tractor, because it is owned by Foxconn, which built smartphones, or iPhones, or whatever they call them, all right, Apple iPhones, I don't know, it's all messed up, but but the thing is that these companies are going after this electric stuff, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, skeletons hiding in the closet with it all right i I went almost an hour now so i wasted your time with the show today and i apologize for it because all i did was complain about everything but before i get ready to close all right i just want you to reach out to me if you listened to this point and uh do you think there's intrinsic value in me testing electric vehicles and bring that to my audience you all right are there any questions on the uh, you know if somebody has electric you bought a tesla something i mean please i'm not i'm not attacking you i'm not attacking you whatsoever i mean i think there should be electric vehicles for somebody who wants to buy one just like there should be diesel vehicles and there should be gasoline vehicles this is america if i know people who have teslas they love them it works for them all right they i mean it works i mean they like it they have the charging station in the garage they go 35 40 miles one way to work or they they think they're saving the world right little they know they're killing the world but i wouldn't say it they're nice people so the thing basically is so if somebody's listening to this and you have an electric electric vehicle a tesla or something else god bless you i'm not against you what i'm against is the industry through and i believe the government is doing this through the industry is that they're jamming it down our throat and if they're going to jam it down if i don't you know i don't like pickles don't jam pickles down my throat my wife loves pickles give her all on up plate right so so if you want an electric vehicle you want an electric farm tractor if you want an electric pickup truck god bless you that's wonderful this is america you should have the opportunity to buy one but you should not force one on me or you who don't want one all right i want internal combustion engine so but if if i do do these road tests i will give you the real deal i am gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna tell you everything 
about it, and I'm going to come to you with no no jaded opinion. My opinion is completely out of this, all right, like any road test. All right, I'll tell you, for me, it doesn't work, but out of it, but what I'm really concerned with is is the, uh, the electromotive fields that are in that vehicle. And if you you, you have a, let, let's say it, it comes to the point where you have electric farm tractor and you're sitting in that farm tractor seven, eight, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day during harvest or during, during planting. You're sitting in an electric combine. I mean, there's not one yet, but, but whatever. So the thing is that are you getting whacked with electromotive fields? Is it going to mess up your? I mean, there's a lot of data on that. Now, I'm not a you know I'm not a UFO you know aluminum foil on your head guy, but the things there's a lot of data there, and you know and uh, and just look at what's happening in the world today. Look at all these problems with you know, whatever. I'm going to just I'll, I'm going to back up. You know, people are blaming farmers. People, I mean, people, the, the the news media, society, whatever you want to call them, <clears throat> saying that you know the we killed, uh, uh, we killed the bumblebees, we killed the pollinators with the with the uh, what they call nickel, nickel, whatever that chemical, that component in in the those pesticides that uh, not nickel something I can never say it. If I heard it, I would know it. Right, that the Roundup is doing this, and the glyphosate is doing that, and the Liberty is doing that, and everything. And I'll tell you one thing: it's my opinion, and I may be a hundred percent wrong. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago when I came back from Illinois. Is that this electromotive fields? That we're being bombarded with are what is killing those insects. They're what's there. There are they are doing more damage to the ecosystem, in my estimation, than anything that we could do as farmers if we wanted to. All right. Now I'm not, you know, nickel, nick. I can't. <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm talking about. That chemical. But anyway. So the thing is that. Uh, but the thing. You know, I'm not saying that the, the stuff is great. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you look at all of this wireless stuff, you look at all of this, and then we say, okay, we have all this autism today. We have all this, oh, it's the farmers. They got the roundup. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, all of this is the canary in the coal mine, all right? But they're blaming the guy. They're blaming the wrong person that's affecting it. So, and then, and then the, so I don't know. But let me know. I'm sorry. I, I, I think I wasted your time today with this show, but I apologize for it. And uh, and next week we will be back on to a regular technical topic and not my babbling about everything else that's going on around the world. So listen, I want to thank you so much if you did get to this point, or maybe you fast forwarded to the end, is I want to thank you so much for listening to me. And, uh, and I want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer, and rancher, my beloved American, God bless and may the Lord bless and keep all of you. And I sincerely am grateful for all of you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye bye.